Workday afternoon replay from Money FM 89.3. Market View on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome. I'm Clarissa Montero in good company yet again. Brian Fernandez, our finance presenter in the studio with me. Now, uh, as expected, all the uncertainty and volatility of yesterday has weighed down on the Singapore market, which is down in excess of 0.7%. Other key Asian markets not faring any better either. While everyone laments the state of the local market, how much of that has to do with Brexit? How much of that has to do with Oh, so many external factors. Brian, what do you think? I think at this point of time, the markets are taking a cue from that. There's less, there's a, a lack of fresh other news, so mm, to speak. Mm, I mean, to react all, to all the other uh, factors, such as, you know, the trade wars and stuff like that, they've all been priced into the market already. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think Brexit is dominating the conversation and the, 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 the market sentiments right now. And that's why the sea of red. Uh, across the region. So if you look at uh, Australia, for example, the ASX 200 is trading down 0.37% and it's currently trading at 6,152 points. Uh, The Shanghai Composite is trading at 3,049, down also 0.37%. Japan's Nikkei 225 is down 1.16% at 21,253. So literally sea of red around the region. Yeah. Yeah, not not good. And I mean, Theresa May, of course, we're just reminding you in case you didn't see the news this morning. Her Brexit deal, a resounding rejection on the floor by Parliament. Britain is thrown deeper into a political crisis, 17 days and counting. And if they don't have some kind of an agreement... What kind of a Brexit will it be and what will it mean for all of us? Well, so first of all, there's a couple of timelines. So the, the timeline that we need to look for is, mm-hmm. is also then at the, today is the next key factor. Right. Whether or not Britain leaves the EU by March 29 without a deal. So if, there is, if the MPs reject a no-deal exit, they will work, vote tomorrow on whether to seek from the European Union a short and limited delay to Brexit. Okay, so that's what they need to do. And the next critical date after that, which is on Thursday and Friday, so March 21st, March 22nd, now EU leaders, including Mrs. May, will gather for a final summit in Brussels. Right. The actual drop-dead date is, for everyone to know, is May 22nd. March. Is it March? March 29th. March 29th. Unless the form, the process is delayed is late, right. or revoked. So now... If that mm. happens, then there's a couple of things. Uh, you also could have the possibility then, as we talked about yesterday, right. um, also of a second referendum. So, well, that's suddenly looking like it's more of a possibility than it did yesterday. Yeah, and Carissa, one of the things is you, you just asked me about what is the impact you know, for, to folks over here. Mm. I mean, where, how are we going to be impacted by this? And uh, let's take that step first and uh, from uh, the basic context of you and me as as parents, for example. So if the pound goes down, which is what it it's going It might actually make it more attractive to send our kids overseas. Absolutely. And, and specifically to the UK, because the quality of education is still the quality of education. Yeah, and so what happens is this, if you look at education per se, you know, a lot of times parents often wait up if they want to send their kids to the, to over, uh, overseas. Mm-hmm. Australia is a popular choice. The UK is another popular choice. Right. In the past, it used to be that the UK was a far more expensive option. Today, actually, the UK is far cheaper than Australia. Australia's gone up a lot. Now, this will make 
the UK, studying in the UK, far more attractive again because obviously it'll be a lot cheaper. Now, if you look at some Singapore companies who are then going to potentially benefit from this... I don't have to look very far. SBH is in that business as well. Absolutely. (laughs) Also Centurion. So Centurion builds student accommodation in in the UK. They are potentially going to get... Uh, reap more benefits from it because essentially they can sell those uh, buy-to-let apartments in Singapore and, um, you know, Singaporeans will benefit from the stronger Singapore currency against the the pound. Mm -hmm. And and so that's a a tangible example. But for the UK itself, as we talked about yesterday, they could just be be the cars. Manufacturing in general is going to be adversely affected. That's right. And and some of the beneficiaries within Europe itself... uh, as a result of this Brexit, even though the European Union doesn't want a Brexit, obviously. Mm-hmm. But countries like France. Mm-hmm. So France actually uh, gets about, for every dollar of investment into the European Union, which is a 500 million plus population market, France actually gets 20 cents. So they get 20% of all investment in terms of manufacturing and services and so forth. So France is going to be a big beneficiary of that as if uh, people, manufacturers don't have the benefit of an e- a larger EU market, they won't invest in the UK, they'll invest in places like France. Right. In the services business as well. Now, the UK, London is one of the world, global financial centres. Sure. Uh, you'll be surprised. I'll give you a little factoid that will shock you. 5,000 people, bankers, in the UK earn more than a million euros a year. That actually doesn't surprise me. It's high-value jobs that yes. are going to be lost out of the UK. And they'll have to move as well, elsewhere as well. Yeah, so Frankfurt and Paris would be the beneficiaries of that. Some banks have already started moving uh, operations to uh, those markets already since Brexit was announced in 2016. Uh, but Paris is trying to position itself again uh, as really... The, the, the catalyst or really the vacuum cleaner that will suck those jobs out of sure. London um, and, and position themselves then uh, more towards the, the European new financial centre. Right. Well, you know, I, it's hard to say. I, I know that as of this morning, there are several key votes that are going to come up all the way to the end of the week. How that will affect the markets for the rest of the week is is a is one big question mark as far, as far as I can see. No one can give me a definitive answer. You know, I've, I've asked a couple of analysts as well here in SPH and some say, oh, it shouldn't have that much of an effect. Some say, oh, it's going to have a huge effect. And it really depends on who you ask. Boeing shares. Boeing shares were um, you, money in the bank. You buy Boeing shares, you, you basically have an investment that's going to appreciate over time. But now... Boeing shares fell again. It remains under pressure. Is there any safe haven? Yeah, so let's look at the Boeing. Now, Boeing is a very important barometer because it's basically part of the, the, the 30 stock index, of the Dow. Right. And it accounted for about a 150-point drag yesterday. And, you know, the Dow closed at 25,554. Yes. Boeing itself sunk Six percent. Now, why is that the case? I'm and and I'm sure that our listeners will be wondering. Okay, so why is that important? Why is this this uh, 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 this issue with the planes so important? It's just one model of many models that Boeing builds. Sure. Well, the thing is, the seven three seven accounts family of aircraft accounts for sixty percent of Boeing's revenues. 
So mm. essentially, that's a big chunk of, of the, their revenues. And, and for those of uh, people who are not very familiar, these are single-aisle aircraft. They are short short-haul aircraft. They are sure. often used by regional carriers, low-cost carriers. You've probably flown on one of them many times before or its direct competitor, the A320. Right. So one of the impacts this is going to have, which is worrying investors, is the long-term impacts. Will, for example, some carriers like Lion Air mm-hmm. take advantage of this opportunity? They're already very unhappy with Boeing. Cancel orders right. and then shift the orders to, to Airbus, Airbus right. because there's a direct competitor in the A320. So th- that's the real impact of, of, of all of this. Well, as of right now, uh, the US FAA is the sole major aviation authority to, to keep the, the, max airline, the MAX planes in the air. Yes, that's right. So they are the globally, the FAA is looked upon to set directions. Mm. They have not given any indication that the plane should be withdrawn from service. Right. However, if you look at uh, some of the proactive steps that uh, uh, CAAS in, Malay- in Singapore has taken and some other countries to essentially ban the, the, the aircraft from operating within our airspace, mm-hmm. um, that's been mirrored across the, the, the globe. Yep. And it would be interesting to see uh, the U.S. reaction in the days to come. Well, in the days to come, of course, Boeing is an American uh, plane builder. Absolutely. <laughs> that might have something to do with their, <laughs> their, their reticence to ground those planes. So, okay, markets have just come back from lunch. Do you think we'll see anything except more red in the next few hours? I really don't know, but we'll find out what happens in the rest of the trading day with Brian Fernandez when you hear him again this evening on prime time. This has been Markets View on Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.